Picks on BYU Sports Nation. Why? What is going on with BYU football? Today we begin to answer the question. Wide receiver Jordan Leslie asked to be on the show today. What now for BYU football and what are the Cougars playing for? ESPN's Trevor Maddich back for another Maddich Monday and why he still believes. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, October 27th, we're back to work in Studio B. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with Spuddy Buddy's best friend, Jerem Jordan. Speaking of, you want to uh, show us what you brought back from that Boise? That I do. Spuddy Buddy! So one of our Twitter followers, at DJ Nels, was like, look, everything has gone wrong tonight. All I want is a picture of Spuddy Buddy. Find him on the sideline and make it happen. So I took a selfie with Spuddy Buddy and sent it to him, and he said, yes, this is the best part of my night. And, and you then, brought back and Spuddy Buddy I, And then the I set. saw this, and I was like, oh, I just, it's too perfect. So, it's a, it, almost, it almost hurts to have that on the set right now. Yeah. But, but we're going to do it. We'll put him by Nate Austin's stinky, with- stinky shoe. <laughs> Is it still stinky? I thought we Febreze that thing to death. I I don't know. (laughs) Wherever and however you dialed in, great to have you with us. You can join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Did you bring anything back from Orlando? I did. I did. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I just, I'm not sure if I can display this per copyright uh, rules. Put it backwards. Backwards? Okay. Show it backwards. It is a visor. Yeah, it's it, from Chip Kelly. It may Magic. or may not have uh, a famous uh, caricature. Rodent. Rodent. On it. <laughs> Somewhere on it. Whose <laughs> name rhymes with Schnicky Schnauss. And Ricky Rouse. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So th- yeah. there it Wait, is. Right hey, thanks for bringing back something with copyright issues on BYU TV, I'm man. Okay. The okay. Heck? Look, I delivered with Spuddy You couldn't bring right? back like some sand or something? <laughs> I didn't make it to the beach. I, that trip was super fast. What were fast. you doing? I was Your job? I was doing Covering my job. BYU? Yes. All right. Uh, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's Twitter question. Describe your emotional state as a BYU fan. <laughs> this is dangerous. This is a very dangerous hashtag question. Hashtag BYUSN. At Dr. Steve Best. Don't bother me right now. <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> Oh, we've had some really good ones. Oh, really good ones. What, let's see. What was the other one? We're bringing levity to the situation <laughs> because we need a lot of it. I'm, I'm laughing to keep from crying. Exactly. I don't know where the one is that I retweeted, but it was something to the degree of it was like at at Cougar fan something. It was like, hey, my Bishop's a Utah fan. I live in Boise. What do you think? <laughs> How do you think I'm <laughs> feeling right now? You moron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we don't, we don't need to call names, idiot. Oh, BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. Just do it. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Oh, the misery. BYU football ranked number one. What? In USA Today's latest misery index. <laughs> hey, hey, nailed it. That's absolutely... Have things gone worse for any other team in college football compared to BYU? Savannah State's like, we're 0-8! USA Today would say no. But why? Why is BYU on top of that list? What happened? Because of expectation. 
BYU beat Texas. Crushed them on the road. All of a sudden, New Year's Six. All that, right? There was the idea that that possibly existed. And it was fair at the time. But since then, BYU's gone from way high to way low. I would dare say, given the expectations and what's happened, most disappointing season in the Bronco Hall era. I mean, in 08, quest for perfection, that didn't work out. BYU still won 10 games that year. 2009, BYU gets ranked fifth after the second week. BYU won 11 games that year. This year caps at nine. And that's if BYU beats Cal in a bowl game, right? BYU, to me, BYU will win the next three. They'll be seven and four. But what's the point? You, you always want to win games, right? But it's tough when you've lost four and four in a row. It's really tough. This is what it said in the article. Meanwhile, and I quote, BYU fans aren't taking any of this well because as a fan base, they are characterized by two elements. Intensity and defensiveness. Always <laughs> worried about their place in the pecking order. Sure, yeah. Especially since Utah graduated to the Pac-12. And those who question the long-term nice viability jab. of independence, this was supposed to be the year BYU validated itself. True words. End quote. Yeah, true facts of truth, Jimmy Fallon would say. Can you, can you argue any of that? No. No, that's, that's why it's so disappointing. And I mean, a lot of our conversation uh, on this show, we, we try and call it how it is with a pinch of positive. I don't have a pinch of positive to bring to the table today. I really don't. This is, this is the most unique conversation we've had. Because Utah State, are, uh, after that game, the pregame show for General Conference, we called it, there was, you know, you know what? Hey, Christian Stewart uh, has been good in practice, that conversation. It's tough right now. It's, it's as tough as I've, as I've felt it in the Bronco Mendenhall era. And, and it, I don't know how else to describe it. That's my emotional state, I guess, right now is, man, it's tough. I'll end with this quote from USA Today's. Uh, <laughs> Misery index. <laughs> what a, what a I terrible know. It's, it's terrible. Wait, by the way, we've given up on the top five non-P5. We're just not doing it anymore. Yeah, we've thrown it's, that. It's, we it's have, it's we have thrown that baby out. It's, it's over. Okay. <laughs> it lasted all of eight weeks. <laughs> Quote, instead, everything is caved in and there is very little intrigue. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know. I, I know. I know. Very little intrigue to the rest of it. If the Cougars beat Savannah State and one more team to lock in their UNLV. place in the Miami Beach Bowl... Great. And, and Middle Tennessee. BYU will win the next three games. They will. If not, they ask, so what? The season was supposed to be for BYU already. That was supposed to be for BYU already is a lost cause. That from USA Today and the Misery Index. Listen, Jordan Leslie is going to come on the program. Trevor Maddich is going to be on the program. We'll ask both of those guys. So what is BYU playing for? What is the silver lining, if any, on this season. And now I know the majority of BYU fans are going to say, don't tell me about Silver Lining. I saw Silver Lining playbooks anyway. I don't need to hear about it. I, what is there to play for? Can BYU build to 2015? Can you develop the young guys? I know you got a senior quarterback, so you're not doing anything for next year out of that. It's, it's fine that. But honestly, I'm not in the mood. Right, like right now in this segment, I'm not in the mood to discuss Silver Linings. I just want to mire in the stinkiness that is this and, the, and then get over it. That's a fair. That's a fair stance. Because I couldn't get it out Saturday and Sunday. Normally, I get it out. I, it, it's it's not out for me. Look, I'm Captain Optimist. Yes, you are. Here, take these blue goggles. And uh, even with these things, things look a little foggy. You know. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, I, at what at what point can you not um, coach well enough, scheme well enough, or have you know players to be able to do what you want to do? It's rough. And for BYU, the last four games. 
Uh, it's it's more than Taysom Hill, people. At, at, after the Utah State game, the idea was, well, if BYU loses, it's because Taysom Hill's not there. BYU has not lost the last four games because Taysom Hill is not there. It's bigger than that. It, it's a team thing. Okay, now now things are starting to clear up a little bit. No, they aren't. Okay, here we go. What? Here we go. All right, I'm 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 seeing the three straight wins that you're calling for. Yes. A chance. Hey, is that at, my pitch of positive, by the way? A chance that at Cal. BYU will beat Middleton. A chance at Cal. You go eight and four. Win a bowl game. Nine and four. <laughs> you're you finished better than the last two years. <laughs> Woo! The schedule is weaker. You should have anyway. <laughs> Listen, I I graduated from BYU, big BYU fan growing up, all that. It's t- it's really tough right now. It's difficult. It is. And if you don't think it's difficult for the players, you're kidding yourself. Oh my gosh. You should have for you them, should have seen their faces and their demeanor you after were, you were at the game. It was they, they're uh, the ones uh practicing, doing the weights, doing everything. Yeah, Kurt Henderson said to me, This is why I'm running sprints yeah. in hundred and five degree weather. It's worse for them. You know. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall said some really interesting things after the game. And we'll start with this. Quote, I am completely responsible for our performance as the head coach. So wish I could have helped our team more tonight through leadership and preparation. But I fell short in that area. That's what I told our team. Boise State deserves all the credit. They were a better prepared, better executing team tonight in every phase than we were. End quote. That's what I wanted to hear out of uh, Bronco Mendenhall after the Nevada game. And he said it in this game. In fact... We were hinting at it Friday, right? That Bronco would have more involvement in the defense. More involvement? How about complete involvement? He called all the plays. And that takes us to our next quote from Bronco. When you have a team that I think plays beneath what they are capable of, currently, it is the coach's fault. So this evening, I was heavily involved defensively. I called every defensive play tonight, trying to help turn some momentum and get some excitement and generate some passion to play great defense. The last time that happened, BYU won the next game. It was San Diego State, and it was home, and it was 2010. It was a good San Boise Diego State Boise State team. on the road is, is different. Boise State's a good team. I said last week I thought there were some vulnerabilities. Boy, was I wrong. They played a great game. BYU's defense did not play a great game. BYU's lost four in a row, given up 30-plus for the how many games in a row now, four or five. It's, that was tough, 55-30. We'll ask, 55 points. We'll ask Trevor Maddich what he thinks about BYU. Was it, was it so much that BYU was horrible, or was it that Boise State was good, or was it both? Yes. 55 is a lot. In fact, that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 55 ties the most points allowed under Bronco Mendenhall, 2007 to Tulsa. BYU gave up 55 points. That was a different game. Yeah, BYU at least had 47 in that. It was shootout. A shootout that they lost. <sighs> Would you rather be 1 and 2 and then win a bunch or 4 and 0 and then lose 4 and 0? The 1 and 2 to me. Is giving up just a hair under 30 points per game this season. You have to have an elite offense to overcome that. In 01, BYU did when they had the nation's best offense. When has that happened in the Bronco Mendenhall era? I've uh, looked it up, but I dare say never. Never? This like this defense is not what uh, Bronco Mendenhall-led defense has been before. Granted, it hasn't been led by Bronco Mendenhall, but still, he's the head coach, and he said uh, it's all on him. Guess what? Bronco Mendenhall's wrong. It's not all on Bronco Mendenhall. It's on the whole team, the players, the coaches, everyone is accountable for what's going on right now. In my conversations with the players, you know, it came up. What, do you, what are you playing for? And from what I could gather, they're playing for each other. Yes. For the bowl game mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of pride. 
Yeah, that's so, all that's all that's left. That's all that's left. We're going to ask Jordan Leslie what he thinks. He talked to me after the game. He wants to come on the show. He said, "I, I want I want to now, be on the show." Now, I'm I would say I'm surprised at that in general that a player after that and how things have gone have says that. But knowing Jordan Leslie the way we do, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. That you got you got to have some guts to be like, "You know what? I got to come on your show." I'm excited to have him on the show. How would you describe your emotional state as a BYU fan? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At CJ Hershey. Depressed. Frustrated. Leery of future success. Like winning three in a row? BYU will win the next three games. I'm telling you right now. I like that. I like that optimism, Jeremy. I don't think it's that optimistic, honestly. BYU should win those three games. Some people think that Middle Tennessee is going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game, too, but BYU still wins. That's what I'm saying. At Cougar Bell. Hopeful. A true BYU fan knows a win is always just around the corner. Hard for me to be that optimistic right now, given what we've seen recently. I mean, these teams are... BYU barely lost to you know Nevada and UCF. These teams are not even close to that, and BYU played close games. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. How about some good news? The West Coast Conference tip-off in L.A. Basketball back in yeah, season. Yeah, this week! Preseason hoops. polls, all conference teams will be announced. Also, That's expected women's within volleyball. The hour. Hey, you got back in the saddle for women's volleyball yeah, on Saturday. Fun. They dropped a set, but it was fun. They still won, right? <laughs> I brought a broom and I couldn't use it. Women's soccer, 11 straight wins after another shutout against San Francisco. Well done, ladies. They're positioning themselves nicely for a postseason, perhaps hosting a postseason game or two. Jordan Leslie's going to join us after the break. BYU wide receiver transfer. What is he playing for? Why did he want to come on BYU Sports Nation? What is his message to all of you, the fans? We will ask him that next on BYU Sports Nation. Now, yesterday, Jerem, a BYU legend passed away. Dave Schulthus, BYU Sports Information Director for 40 years. He reached the pinnacle of his profession in 1980 when he was inducted into the College Sports Information Directors of America Hall of Fame. The following year, Schultes served as the COSIDA president. In 2000, Schultes was inducted into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame. Dave Schultes, BYU Sports Nation returns after this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. This is a great week to have basketball start up. It really is. Absolutely. And Wednesday night, the Cougar tip-off is live on BYUTVSports.com, a web-only broadcast, 9 Eastern time. Get to know this year's squad full of 85 players on the roster. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're 17. It's going to be great. They're current. Uh, Tyler Haas and Dave Rose right now in Los Angeles at the WCC tip-off. Uh, by 11.30 Mountain Time, 1.30 Eastern, it's expected that the preseason poll will come out for men and women hoops and the preseason teams. I'm going to go out on a limb, Jeremy. Tyler Haas, say- preseason player of the year. Okay. I was going to say that. And I'm going to say Gonzaga yeah, is oh. going to be picked to win the West Coast Oh, show, my brother. <laughs> and BYU, I imagine, will be second in that preseason poll. How would you describe your emotional state as a BYU fan right now? Uh, Brady Hoke would say, not good. At 49er <laughs> Coog. Roller coaster, but not enough ups. Well, you've, been, you've been going down for a while. 
four straight losses. Sounds like my vertical. <laughs> but yeah, here, I need these. I, need, <laughs> I just need these right now. Look at I, I need at Alpine Cougar one. It's time uh, for basketball. Here, here's the thing in all of this. I, like, I'm frustrated. It's tough. All this. I'm still going to watch every stinking second of BYU football the rest of the year. I can't not do it. I have to watch because I'm too invested. Because we love it. Yes. And Jordan Leslie's here. Come on up, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Just How's it going, brother? Bring him on set. What is up, Jordan? He, he did How's not expect going? to go straight on here. And with, I've got the blue goggles on. Man. Oh, what is for? <laughs> trying to lift the spirits today. Okay, I the, see. The blue goggles, we, we take on a character that is like the, uh, the irrational fan, either positive or negative. That's <laughs> okay. What, that's what blue okay. goggles is. Okay. Oh, you wear the blue goggles. Yeah. Okay, so Jordan, you and I were talking after the game in Boise. You said, hey, when am I coming on your show? And I said... We're going to bring you on as soon as we can. How about Monday? You wanted to come on the show. We got you here on Monday. Not many players, after four straight losses, are, uh, are ready to take on this challenge. Why did you feel like, you know what, I need, I need to go on your show? You know, I, I kind of understand you know, how the fans can be and how they're upset. And uh, we're just disappointed, too. And I kind of want to be on here and you know, tell them that we're fighting and we're trying. And uh, we're going to get this turned around. How do you, uh, I guess, where do you start when you, when you try and turn it around? You know, it, everyone needs to you take accountability of their self. And that's what we need to do, first of all, and kind of look to what we can do to help the team. I mean, there's no, no reason to point fingers. And Coach Price used to say, uh, you know, when one finger's pointing at you, there's three more pointing back at you. Or one, when you're pointing at yeah, one yeah. person, three are back at you. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a thing we all need to do. And, you know, I think we're doing that, and it's going to be great for us. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you want to happen this week uh, to show BYU Sports Nation and the fans and the players and the coaches that, uh, that you're for real, that, that uh, you are going to turn things around? You know, of course, coming out, you know, scoring the first drive, you know, getting a defensive stop first drive would be great. And, uh, of course, finishing the game with a, you know, a, a big lead would be perfect for our fans. But I think, you know, I think we just want to come out and execute each play and do just be assignment sound. Why, why did you want to come on the show? And I, I know you said, hey, I, I want to send a message. But what, what is it inside of you that was like, you know what? I, I don't care that we lost four straight. I'm still going to talk. You know, you kind of have that competitive edge to you. And you kind of want to show people, you know, you're not, you're not going to sit and hide. You're going to come out and show your face and be ready for, be ready for the next game. I know a lot of people uh, are obviously in your corner, Jordan, and uh, you put yourself out there on social media. Um, you hold yourself accountable for things. People respect that. They appreciate that clearly. But given what you've gone through in your football career, you started at UTEP, played well, didn't really reach the pinnacle with that team. You decided to come to BYU, start 4-0. You're in the top 20 now that you've, now you've lost four straight. What has this done to you as an individual? How has, how has this adversity helped you? You know, throughout your whole life, you go through adversity and stuff like that, and you kind of just got to keep growing and keep moving forward. And I think, you know, being at UTEP and even in high school, you know, losing games, it, it brings something out of you to make you want to keep going. I mean, it's, it's tough. You know, a lot of people would give up, but this, this shows, you know, determination and a competitive edge that, you know, every player needs to have, and I think that's great. And I think our team is going to, you know, you know it's, it's unfortunate, but we're going to come out stronger. You are a player, so this question will be uh, maybe a little different for you. But our Twitter question today is, how would you describe your emotional state as a BYU fan? I'll change it for you as a BYU player. Uh, like I said, you know, we're facing adversity. Um, it's, it's a struggle. You know, I know our fans are disappointed. And, you know, there's no one that wants to, 
you know, uprise our fans more than me. You know, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, take that on. And I know our team is ready and we're going to come out strong. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing, but, I mean, there's no, no reason to dwell on the past. We have to keep going. BYU senior wide receiver Jordan Leslie is on BYU Sports Nation. Jordan, what has been the best part of your decision to transfer to BYU through eight games now? You know, uh, uh, first is the team, of course. I mean, band of brothers. You know, I, I love being on this team. Uh, we all get along pretty well. You know, it's kind of it's, it's something that not a lot of teams have, and that's always great. And then, of, of course, the fans. You know, the fans are very uplifting, very passionate, and that's great to have. I mean, at every away game, we have a whole section of fans. So, I mean, that's always always a plus. So that's that's good. And then, you know, one thing I, I really liked – is the Thursday Heroes. I mean, that's made a big impact on my life. Hmm. Just kind of seeing us, how we can help uh, other people. And, you know, a lot of teams will, will do it and they'll have like a whole big ESPN thing about it, but we just do it every week. We want to uplift somebody every week, and I feel like that's the greatest thing about being here. Against Utah State, if I'm not mistaken, the first play was the uh, 53-yarder to you. Was it that, yes, that sir. game? Right? Yes, sir. Do you go into that first play, regardless of what Robert and I says in every game, and just go, hey, hey, it's Christian. Remember what happened against Utah State? Is that ever in the conversation? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Christian has his reads and stuff like that. And of like, course, the read is to me, man. <laughs> I, would never, I would never sit there and tell him that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> me and Christian have a relationship. Uh, we're actually, we all paired up, and he's actually my brother on the team. So nice. we have a good relationship and stuff like that. And uh, I know there's no one, you know, that wants to get this turnaround like him. You know, he, he's come in. I think he's played great. Every game he's improved. And that's one thing you want to see from your quarterback. And I know he has the passion, that edge to want to keep going to – to turn this around what is his uh i know you say he has passion but what are the conversations like with christian you know i i've heard a number of times from him and his family this is a dream come true to be the starting quarterback at byu finally things haven't exactly gone the way that he wanted so what what is the mindset of the quarterback right now as you talk to him uh you know every week he wants to get better and it's funny at the beginning of the season we kind of met with our brothers and kind of talked about what we wanted to do and kind of goals. And, you know, his one goal was to play in a game and to throw a touchdown in, uh, in Lavelle Stadium. And, it, I mean, he had it. And, of course, he wants, a, he wants a win too. And, you know, hopefully we can get that next home game. But, yeah, he, he's, every game he's, he's getting better, he's improving, and every week he kind of takes it on himself to, to get the team together, to get us to keep going. He kind of took that leadership role that Taysom had, and, you know, I think he's doing a great job. The big question becomes, in a lot of people's minds at this point, without a conference, what is BYU playing for? So what are you guys playing for in these final four regular season games? You know, I, I hear that a lot. And, of course, you know, we have four more games, so we can end eight and four. And we can go to a bowl game and end up nine and four. And, of course, that's – I mean, no one's just sitting, oh, we can't go BCS or we can't do this. You know, let's just throw away the season. Let's just try to get two wins and go to a bowl game. I mean, no one's thinking that way. I mean – we all have competitive nature to want to keep going to win a game. So we're taking it game by game to, you know, next one, Middle Tennessee. Go in there, execute, and, you know, go after there. When you see the disappointment collectively from fans, some of them rational, some of them not rational, what does that do to you as a player? What, what, do you use it as motivation uh, to, to go and work harder or play harder? Because it's, I don't think it's, from what I've seen, it's not that you aren't working hard right now. Obviously, you want something to change, but what, what does that do to you as a team uh, that you can try and spin forward as a positive? You know, I, I can tell you uh, we're definitely working hard. I mean, that's, you know, every, every, every day is, you know, a grind. And, you know, that kind of motivates you. You, wanna, you don't want to disappoint your fans. That's the number one thing. You know, seeing people upset, you know, you want to you wanna make them happy. They spend the money to come see you. They, 
they support you, you want to make them happy. And, you know, obviously these last four weeks we haven't. And it, it just makes it more difficult because we started 4-0 and and there was so, so much, you know, expectations and we kind of had fallen. And uh, we need to just rise up again. And uh, we're going to go in this week and practice, you know, like it's fall camp again and try to, mm. try to turn it around. The Universe, the school news- newspaper, ran an article saying uh, th- they gave, like, the top 15 or something most attractive players <laughs> on the team. You were number 11. Did you hear about this? Yes, I, I, I saw this. What did you this. think of being named number Are 11? Are you underrated, Jordan? You know, I, I thought it was a little underrated, but, I mean, <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. We just did hear it from you. That's, 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 off a, mic, off <laughs> that's a fair response. Uh, who, who should be number one on that list? Who's the best-looking dude? I have to say Craig Bills. It's, that's my guy. Craig Bills. Craig all Bills. Right. Yeah, he's he's my good friend. We did that BYU All Access right, thing together. Right. Hmm. He's a good looking guy. You know, how, I, I can, I think, can say that confidence. Yeah. How how do you look, uh, or how do you think you did with Craig on the ESPNU All Access? You know, I haven't seen it yet. I you actually, haven't seen it. I haven't seen what, it. Were yet. you busy preparing for a game? I was busy preparing for a game. Oh. Craig said Craig said it went pretty well. So yeah. I'm gonna have to still check it out. I gotta. I thought gotta you executed it at a high level. Oh, thank you. Thank I thought you. you gave it 110. percent It was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. I, my level. Yeah, of, yeah. Attractive people would have went up, but <laughs> yeah, I guess I thought, I thought guess you went not. up to number seven after that. But <laughs> speaking of, uh, I don't know if you saw this. We tweeted this out earlier. Oh, but great! Here we Spencer go. Linton. Right, this is a still frame from right before the interview with Jamal Williams. <laughs> this little blue steel Zoolander. You know what I'm talking about? Look at what do you think of Spencer's look from uh, Friday night? I gotta tell you, Spencer, you have some of the the coolest suits I've seen. Thank he you. Does. Always, Thank you. You're always dressed real nice and. <laughs> You know, I'm have to, after the season, I'm going to have to get with you, see where you go. Okay. I'm going to have to get my own suits because you're always looking pretty spiffy. And, and this is the point where you plug Express, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and H.M. Cole. And, yeah, no, there, there, there are some places so, that, the, blue steel never that, that, are, that are taking care of me. Uh, Jordan, I talked to you and your mom after the game. Your mom's a really energetic, uh, ambitious, exciting person to be around. She does a lot of traveling uh, to support her family to watch uh, what has become a very athletic family between you yourself and uh, and Jimmy Butler, who plays for the Chicago Bulls. How in the world does your mom manage that schedule, traveling to watch all of her boys play in their games? Oh, you know, she she, she loves all the traveling stuff. So like of course, she loves to to be with us. And uh, actually, this weekend, my birthday's Friday. I was going to say it's your birthday Friday. on Friday. Friday. My birthday's Thursday. What's up? Thirtieth, thirty first. There yeah, we go. Awesome. So yeah, my birthday's Friday. So she'll actually. I gave her a little hard time because she's actually going to be, you know, seeing my brother's first game and then coming to mine Saturday. So I, she's missing my birthday. It kind of broke my heart a little. And <laughs> see who, the, fa- see who wow. the favorite is a little bit. Yeah. At, Jimmy, you know, at Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy's probably the favorite, I guess. Now, now we, <laughs> I guess. Ha- we haven't discussed this with you, and I've heard about but I haven't actually asked you about this, but, the like, Jimmy Butler is – you called him your brother. He's mm-hmm. your brother. It's like the blind side. Yeah, kind basically. Of deal. Yeah, I mean, like, what, you, what is that? If you kind of break it down, yeah, it's just, just kind of basically the blind side. Uh, I was a freshman in high school. You know, he kind of didn't have a place to live. I kind of invited him in, and you know, ever since then, you know, after a few times of oh, can you spend the night? Oh, just another night. It just kind of turned into you know every night, and then kind of you know we basically adopted him, and awesome. you know it was kind of you know I respect my mom a lot because. You know, it's easy for a kid to say, oh, let my friend come spend the night every day right. and stuff like that. But yeah. for her to take him in, she has such a big heart. And, you know, she takes him in as her own. And, I mean, there was Christmases. He was getting more presents than the rest of the family. Missing your birthday now. Now you're getting your birthday missed. Yeah, now I'm getting my birthday missed. <laughs> just getting ridiculous around here. That's awesome. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I'm glad to have him. Do you have other siblings? Yes, I have. I okay, have. and he's, one, he's part of the family. Yep. That's great. 
Jordan and Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation. He wore your jersey, uh, you know, got to rep the kid, I think he Instagrammed. Yeah. And people thought, like, oh, Chicago, Bears, he knows McMahon. It was like, oh. well, that's for you. <laughs> yeah, it was that's for me. For you. It was for me. Yeah. And McMahon, sure. Okay, let's, uh, let's end this on a super high. We're, we're at a good place right now. How do you get excited and get prepared for a team that you look at on paper, Middle Tennessee, you beat, BYU beat them last year, you weren't a part of that team, but let's say, well, you're supposed to go out and beat this team, even with all the injuries. How do you get mentally prepared and excited to go play in a place like Murfreesboro, Tennessee? Well, first, I mean, for me, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's my birthday weekend. Of course, I want to have a, have, a, have a big game and kind of, you know, just... A little birthday present. I'm going to tell Stu, you know, it's my birthday. Come on, man. First play, <laughs> maybe, maybe <deep> like, to <laughs> me. You know, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're down right now. You know, we lost four games. So, of course, we're going to come out with passion. I mean, there's, we're not even worried about the opponent. I think we just want to get back on the field, kind of have a bad taste in our mouth from last game. We want to get on the field and to execute. And so that's always a motivation right there. I, I mean, Middle Tennessee, I mean, they're a great team. I, I played them at UTEP. They're a great team. So, of course, you know, there's, there's always a chance that, you know, we, could be, we can be beat, and we need to come out there and mm. play as hard as we can. Do you Mrs. mind signing the Rise Up flag? Yeah, Mrs. Leslie, we, we are going to honor your son in uh, the proper fashion right now. He's signing our Don't BYU sign Sports Nation Rise anywhere Up flag. I want, man. I'm signing big right here. Nice. Okay. And, and I respect you for coming in here, for oh. requesting to be in here. I mean, I mean, a lot of people could hide and be like, you know what, we're just going to get ready for the game. And that would be understandable, honestly. But uh, I, I respect you for coming in. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, I wanted to be here. Couple of things. I have before, fun with y'all. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things before you go, Jordan. One, happy birthday on Friday. Yes. Thank you. We are going to now deliver you BYU Sports Nation birthday karma, so that, that you can take that, that is our <laughs> present and happy dominate against Middle Tennessee. Get this thing turned around. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome, Jordan yeah. Leslie on BYU Sports Nation. That was that was a fun interview. Thank you I for feel, bringing the energy. I feel way better. Than, I feel than way the better. First huh? Oh man, I'm glad I could help. Yeah. Still not feeling great, but I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Trevor Maddich. Why he's not ready to jump off the cliff? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. After further review is Tuesday night, 8 Eastern. Tomorrow night, check it out. Uh, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon will break down what happened against Boise State and where does BYU get better against Middle Tennessee. Tuesday night, 8 Eastern time, BYU TV. Do not change the channel, the station. Whatever you're doing, pay attention now. We welcome in ESPN's Trevor Maddich, college football insider and former BYU national champion, to discuss what the heck happened to BYU football on Friday night. Not only that, but over the last four games. Trevor, let's start with that one. What did you see on Friday that went so wrong for BYU? Well, the, the wheels came off right from the beginning, and BYU couldn't get the wheels back on. Defensively, they just gave up way too many massive plays, and I think part of the reason was desperation on defense, that they didn't feel like they could stop Boise without taking risks blitzing on run and on pass, and they got burned on those blitzes way too often. Where does BYU start to get better on defense, Trevor? Well, they need to reset their expectations as individual players. Right now with the injuries and with the lack of talent from a pass rushing standpoint at the defensive line, there are things they can't do. But there are things they can do, and those things are play your assignment fanatically with the technique you're taught fanatically and do nothing else 
And what we see right now is guys trying to take over other guys' assignments, guys trying to help other guys out, and guys trying to do too much. That's a problem. Now, I can see why they want to do that, because part of the perfect storm is the injury on offense to Taysom Hill, and the defense feels like it has to pick up the slack. But in doing so, they're actually making things worse. Trevor, I've been asked this question a bunch since Friday night when I was in Boise watching uh, that game, and the question is, what does BYU play for now that they've lost four straight? What do you think BYU is playing for now? Well, first they've got to win two more to get to, get to the bowl game. So you start there. Uh, but it's also a matter of pride. You don't have the conference championship, and, and that is an issue. I always enjoyed the conference championship race. And right now the national goals are out the window. But they still have the goals of, of, of the bowl game that they're looking at, the Miami Beach Bowl, and pride in order to build the program up from where it is now. One thing that BYU has always been is a program filled with players that understand what came before them and where they want it to go. And I think that where they want it to go is what they need to build for right now. And a lot of young guys will get a lot of experience now going forward. They have gotten a lot of experience just because of the injuries, but that experience will continue. It will be good for the future, but the future is what they're building for now once they get to those six wins. Does BYU in the final five games, can they do anything that plays into 2015 at all? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What you'll see is young players. There's some young defensive players that have made plays, guys that have made sacks, pick sixes, interceptions, all kinds of things like that. Now what they need to do is turn that into consistent production, but you get that with experience. The offensive line needs to get better, but you've got young guys on the line, and with injuries, some of those young guys have had to play more than the coaches wanted them to play. All that leads into uh, potential for better production next year. Keep in mind that it happens to a lot of teams where they have a a rash of injuries. And BYU, I don't know how they got so many guys into the ankle injury line, but they did. It's like you look at that particular line, and it's all BYU guys, and they signed up for ankle injuries, I guess. But what it does is, like other teams that have this problem, it's ugly in the moment. But next year you look back on the experience that those young guys got and the lumps that they took, and you see that as part of the building block for the following year's success. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on BYU Sports Nation. It is a Maddich Monday. Trevor, I don't know if you've ever experienced four straight losses in your football career, whether it be at the high school level, at BYU, or in the NFL, but what is the mindset of a football player and a football team when you go through some severe struggles like BYU are going through right now? It shakes you to your core if you care. If you don't care, you shouldn't be there. At BYU, I don't think they have guys that don't care. I think they're mentally tough, even though they have not, they have, they have not been able to physically get the job done. And I think part of that is mental issues, but it's because of striving too hard. But as a football player, your identity is wrapped up in your success on the field. And it's a very physical, very visceral, very caveman kind of thing. You are striving against another man who's trying to physically dominate you on the field of play. And there's a lot of technique and mental side, but it comes down to that physical domination. And he wants to beat you that way. He wants then to laugh about it and laugh about it to his girlfriend, laugh about it to your girlfriend in the parking lot. And that's a very (laughs) personal thing. So week in and week out, if you lose, then lose again, then lose again, then lose again, then you're shaken to your core. Because at your core, that's a huge part of what you perceive as your value as a man. Now, that's not fair. 
That is not your value as a man. It's football. Football is not life. But you invest so much in it that that's what it feels like in the moment, and it is an ugly feeling. And that's what we heard from Michael Elisa last week on BYU Sports Nation. And he said, look, right now, for us, the players, football is life. And so we need to turn this around. And part of the turnaround idea was Bronco Mendenhall getting more involved in the defense. He said that he called every play on Friday and took full responsibility for what happened. Did that tell us something about where BYU is at in terms of the past several weeks we tried to say, well, injuries, well, inexperience, well, maybe coaching or something. It seems, it seems like BYU is struggling in all those categories right now. Well, they are struggling in all those categories, and you don't want to make excuses. Sure. But as an analyst, you look at it from a standpoint of reasons. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And BYU is good enough if, it's, if they stayed healthy and if they all did their assignments correctly, good enough to compete with pretty much anybody. And what they have now is that perfect storm of injuries, young guys going in, then guys trying to do too much to compensate, and you end up with none of those things flowing in a good way. I think one of the things you can look at, you know, when you talk about trying to do too much, take a look at Mitchell Jurgens' muffed punt. Yes. That was a long punt. Now, as a punt returner, you need to feel the punt moving forward. You need to get behind it and then move forward, even if it's only slightly. Use your hands to cradle that ball into your body. That's how you do it. Well, he was going backwards because he misjudged it, and then he he didn't use enough speed to reset himself behind the ball so he could feel it coming forward. He was still going backward when it came down, and instead of cradling it into his body with his hands, it hit him in the face. Okay. Well, that kind of a thing was trying to do too much. He needed to make a play there, he felt, and in doing so, he ended up making a big play for the other team. And I can point to a half a dozen plays like that where BYU players tried to do too much. So when you talk about Bronco on the defense, you saw plays like that on defense as well. And that's where Bronco took responsibility. But the truth of it is the players have got to execute what they're taught. And if you don't against a team like Boise, it will be a 70-yard touchdown pass, and that happened a couple of times. How much of Friday night and what happened up in Boise on the blue turf is should be credited to what Boise can do and, and what they did, or was it mostly just what BYU didn't do? It was both. Boise's a very good team. They started the season, remember, giving Ole Miss, uh, who's a top-10 team, all they could handle for three quarters. Going into the fourth quarter, at Ole Miss, that game was 7-6, to six, yeah. Boise trailing only by one point, and then the wheels came off a little bit. But that's a young team that now is putting it together, and the truth of it is, I think Boise made a case to the selection committee that uh, should East Carolina and Marshall, the teams that are ranked ahead of them, falter, Boise could be that team to get the automatic berth from the group of five into the New Year's Six Bowls. So Boise is a very, very good team, but so is BYU if they're hitting on all cylinders and they have everybody there. Remember, you lose your Heisman candidate quarterback, a lot of bad things can happen if you don't have great depth. And BYU doesn't have great depth. Yeah, and that's what we've discovered. I think initially the idea was, hey, if BYU had had Taysom Hill, it would be different. But I think we've discovered that it's become more than just about Taysom Hill. No, it is, definitely. Without question. And, And part of the thing, I think the coaches will want to evaluate how they're practicing as well. The go hard, go fast means that they practice at a certain clip. And they may want to choke it back for a day or two and just let the guys catch their breath a little bit. I don't know that that's necessary, but I know that right now they're in an evaluation process where they're evaluating everything that they do. Because ultimately, the, the physical side, I don't mind if you get beat by a better player for whatever reason. 
but there's too many mistakes that can be tracked back to a mental error or mental sloppiness. And those things need to be corrected in practice. And right now it's getting worse, not better. Trevor, we're seeing a lot of knee-jerk reaction uh, about what's going on here with BYU and, and the fans surrounding uh, the Cougars specifically. But on the national landscape, this is a brand-new year for the college football playoff. The selection committee poll uh, comes out now tomorrow. What's, what is the national uh, perspective of college football as we begin a new era? Right now it's, it's awesome because this is the first – tomorrow night will be the first poll released by the selection committee. They're in Dallas fighting it out right now face-to-face and to decide what, what it will be. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with the one-loss teams because there's going to be at least one one-loss team in their top four coming in, and who will it be? I mean, you've got Alabama and Ole Miss are both one-loss teams, but Ole Miss beat Alabama. So do you think Alabama's better than Ole Miss right now, or do you put Ole Miss ahead because of the head-to-head? The thing that I care about is that they use the criteria or they apply criteria correctly. I hear so much talk nationally about how they're going to choose the best four teams without regard to conference affiliation or conference championship. Well, that means they could have two or three SEC teams in there. I think that would be a huge mistake. I think that all else being relatively equal, they should give conference champions and deserving teams the spots because the regular season is a playoff. It is a playoff. Auburn will play Ole Miss this week, each team with one conference loss. It is a playoff, a playoff. And I think the college football regular season needs to matter for more than just what the seeding will be. So I think that conference championship and the deserving team should trump the best team because at BYU we know that the best team doesn't always win the game. Back in you know many years, BYU didn't necessarily have the most talented team, but they rose up and beat the more talented team. And if the selection committee doesn't have that trump, the better talent, then I don't know why they're there. Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Analyst on BYU Sports Nation. Trevor, we appreciate the rational, national perspective. Thanks for talking some people off the ledge. Uh, yes, well, listen, I'm up there with them. Let's talk each other off the ledge. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> All right. How would you describe your emotional state right now as a BYU fan? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll get to some of your responses after the break. Also, some scheduling news for BYU football. Cal announced, I interrupted you before you were finishing your sentence. That's okay. Cal says that the game with BYU that was in 2017 is now in 2018 and moved to September 8th. BYU has 11 11 games scheduled in 2018 already. We'll go in-depth with that scheduling news coming up uh, on BYU Sports Nation. Also, yeah, let's get to your emotional responses. Tell us how you really feel, BYU Sports Nation. Jordan Leslie said, you know what? We're going to turn this thing around. Do you believe it? This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. It's that time of year, Halloween. Christmas? Woo! Jordan Leslie's birthday on Friday on Halloween. My birthday. Gave him the BYU Sports Nation birthday karma. Jerem's is on Thursday. I'm not going to be here Thursday. See ya. (laughs) I'm out of here. Are you coming back? Please come back. I'll come back Friday. Okay. Okay. I can't not come back. (laughs) By the way, so previously we've been telling you, hey, to access BYU uh, Sports Nation, that's the name of the show, right? BYU Sports Nation. On demand, you go to our DVR, right? BYUtv.org slash DVR. There's a new home. You can, you can still go to the DVR. But you can access up to the last four episodes on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. I'll repeat that. BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. It's way easier. 
It's way it's easier. Way easierness. Also, Cougar tip-off this Wednesday, 9 Eastern time, right here on uh, BYUTVSports.com. It's going to be a web-only broadcast. Spencer Linton on the call. Some tweets in uh, that uh, don't really have anything to do with uh, our Twitter questions today, but I think okay. you'll, you'll enjoy these. At DJ Neltz, who is, who is the guy I took the picture of Spuddy Buddy, uh, Spuddy with Buddy! Four. I, I did it for at DJ. He said, <laughs> all, all I want the rest of the year is a BYUSN moratorium on the word execution. Okay, let's do it. No more execution. But I thought the grit from BYU was not at its highest level. For no, us. stop it. Hey, uh, at Will Borthick, whoever that is. Middle Tennessee coach Rick Stock still talking BYU game. This is moments ago. We need our fans. We don't need to be outnumbered by BYU fans. That, no, that's a thing. That's In a Murfreesboro. thing. In Murfreesboro. How many people now are going to go to Murfreesboro? My dad lives like five hours away in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm like, Dad, you need to go to that game. I don't know if he's going to the game, but people like my dad need to go to the game. I'm calling you out, BYU Sports Nation. You need to be there. If you are there, and Jerem's dad, if you are anywhere near Murfreesboro, David, they need you more now than they ever have. Seriously, you need to be there. Oh, leave me now. Here's why. Listen to this. This just in from at Blue Raider DJ. This is random Middle Tennessee. Oh, Blue Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Raider fan. Okay. DJ, like he mixes music for parties or just. Devin James I don't know. or something. He just says, gosh, well, BYU is terrible, so we have to win. 31-28 Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Get to the stadium in Murfreesboro and shut this dude up. <laughs> okay, wow, it's to that, wow. <laughs> hey, we told you before the break, there is some scheduling news for BYU featuring the Cal Golden Bears. Jerem Jordan is breaking it down in his document as we speak. <laughs> I, I broke it down during the uh, break. Yes. yes, you did. Hey, uh... Do you want to know the games in 2018? I would love to know them. Okay, home games. Cal, Utah State, Northern Illinois, Hawaii, East Carolina. We need one more. Okay. Road, Arizona, Washington, Boise State, Ooh. UMass, Ooh, okay. at Gillette Stadium, Utah, Wisconsin. Oh! That's really, really... There are 11 games scheduled in 2018. Okay, yeah, and it's road heavy. Because in 2019, home games, USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin. <laughs> like, you're going to play one game where it's like... All right, Tanner Mangum, get her done, baby. Yeah, hashtag Tanner Mangum. And then 2019 is. I just heard several people in my head like, oh, is he even going to come back? Who knows? He's on his mission. USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin at home. That is fantastic. How would you describe your emotional state as a BYU fan? Use the hashtag BYU. At Doug McClellan says, shattered. That's (sighs) that's the case for some people, for sure. I I totally get it. At Jay Zojo Bryan. I love this one. Fans are going through five degrees of loss, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, (laughs) and acceptance. A BYU win cures all. We're back with BYU Sports Nation after this. Does it? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a Monday. You know what time it is? Yep. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The West Coast Conference preseason poll and all conference teams will be announced today right after the show. Also, Wednesday's the Cougar tip-off on BYUTVSports.com at 9 Eastern. Woo! Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansa had one tackle, one sack, and one forced fumble. Wow, he's just lighting it up. He's good at football. The Lions beat the Falcons 22-21 in London, England. Cougars in the PGA. In London. 
Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays competed at the McGladery ah. Classic Yep, over the weekend. That bird is not indigenous to that area. Blair and Summerhays finished tied for 32nd at 6 under par. Spencer? <laughs> Women's Volleyball. Thanks, Jerem. The Cougars beat Pepperdine in four sets on Saturday. A game Jerem Jordan called on BYU TV. Soccer. That's all you had? After uh, 60 minutes 12. of scoring. They're awesome. Soccer. Elena Medeiros, Ashley Hatch, and Michelle Murphy scored in a 13-minute span to beat San Francisco 3-0. Kids, boots, pitch. The Cougars will travel <laughs> to St. Mary's to take on the Gales this Thursday. They end the, ga- they end the season at Pepperdine, which is just a juicy matchup. Oh, yeah, because Pep, Pep's top 15, right? Yeah, West Coast Conference. Oh, oh yeah. That's nice. A, 11 straight wins for the BYU women's soccer team. Good. They're ranked number 17. Expect them to move up tomorrow when the new polls come out. Uh, women's volleyball poll will be announced later today. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Future guests include Middle Tennessee head coach Rick Stockstill. He's a really entertaining we personality. Last year. And Blaine yeah. Fowler. He's a good dude. And the always uh, informative and the uh, best hair ever, Blaine Fowler. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And the shout out goes to Men's Basketball. Yeah, this week, Men's Hoops. They haven't done anything yet, but that's what's exciting. We're finally going to see them play. They haven't done anything bad, though. So, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's optimistic, right? Yeah. And how about let's throw Jordan Leslie in there, too. Yeah, yeah, how good many, call. How good many call. players are going to come on after four straight losses and be like, you know what? I want to talk to the fans. I want, I want people to still believe in us and to let them know that we're working yeah. hard. We're going to do everything we can to turn this thing around. Michael Elisa, pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe your emotional state as a BYU fan? Continue to send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to Jordan Leslie and Trevor Maddich. And everyone on our crew, because I say this part. Yep. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. Buddy, buddy, Check it out. Your way. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Paul Walkenhorst. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Buddy, buddy.